Welcome to The Pastor and the Counselor, where each week I sit down with counselors from In Him Christian Wellness to talk about life issues, mental health, and ways to intentionally pursue Jesus right in the middle of our struggles. Relational, practical, and full of great conversations, I guarantee it will be 30 minutes of your time well spent. Well, welcome everybody to today's episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. It is really, really good to be with you. And uh, today I am joined by Corinne and uh, from In Him Christian Wellness. Uh, we gave John an episode <laughs> off and uh, maybe, maybe he's out running. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> we don't know what he's doing, but he, he is not joining us for this episode. And so it is just Corinne and I and uh, looking forward to being with all of you. And, uh, you know, we um, one of our goals with the pastor and the counselors to really uh, engage and connect on topics that are um, relevant, but but also helpful. We want we want to be able to resource each one of you uh, with with topics and information with, um, you know, just connecting with the Bible and Jesus in order to help us be um, be better caregivers, but also to be cared for. And today we're talking about a topic that we all, every single one of us, will have to deal with at some point in our lives. Um, and we're talking about grief. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about handling our own journey of grief. And like I like I just said, you know, universally grief is experienced, and it's a universal reality, uh, something that all of us either have or eventually will have to walk through. I, I hate I hate that we have to walk through it though, and and quite honestly, when we when we're thinking about God, like it breaks God's heart. Um, you know, God never created this world for us to experience loss and grief, and and uh, and so just from that place, it's not something that we were ever meant to deal with, but we have to because we live in a broken world. And so Corinne and I are going to talk about that today. And so uh, Corinne, let's talk first a little bit about what, what grief is. And, um, you know, because it's not just an emotion. Mm. It definitely affects our emotions, but yeah. it's more than that. So let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I just want to agree with what you said first. You know, we, we all will go through this, and it's not part of God's design, but it's something that happened, you know, because of the fall, and, mm. and here we are so many years and years later, and all of us, you know, deal with this in different ways. Um, and in terms of grief, I would say, yeah, it's not just an emotion. It's almost like a whole experience. Mm. You know, it's a whole state of being for mm -hmm. a while, and then it'll kind of fade away some, but... It, it changes, you know, our, our narrative, our story, you right. know, from that point forward. That's a, that's a really, that's a really good statement. Mm -hmm. Grief changes our whole narrative. So it's part of the story mm -hmm. and it changes the story. Yeah. I mean, you're never the same again after mm. going through a significant loss or something that really causes a lot of grief. And yet we continue, you know, right. we, can, we can move through it and we can move past it and we can, you know, carry on, but we're never going to quite be the same as we were because we can't be. Yeah. And because it's part of that whole story, there's the emotional aspect. I'm sure there's a physical aspect. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. I've experienced that. There's 
the emotional, physical, spiritual, mental effect. So it's a whole, I know in him, often we talk about the fact that, you know, it's the whole um, person and grief affects the whole person. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just like you said, I would say the physical things people don't notice because we notice the emotional first, right? We notice the emotional, how we're feeling, you know, it's so acute and sharp right Mm -hmm. away. And kind of some of those other things, the physical and spiritual things, we maybe don't even realize that Mm. are happening, right? We see the tears, (laughs) but we don't necessarily see, yeah, Mm -hmm. like what what might be some of the physical effects that that would be associated with grief? Yeah, um, I think there's some of the more obvious things like lack of appetite, loss of sleep, things like that. Um, but scientifically you also have a lower immune system and inflammation and other sorts of things that are happening Mm. in your body, you know, that we don't even really realize when we're going through something. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. So significant in our life. Right. Yeah. And, and you may not even the isolation, Mm -hmm. you know, things that they kind of creep up. Right. So Mm -hmm. even the, the pain of loss, the anger, it may not, you know, depending on how we deal with anger, some of us may explode, others of us bottle up, and so that anger is growing. Um, you know, there's, uh, we were talking a little bit before this episode, there are five or seven kind of, you know, it parts or um, we're hesitant, I'm hesitating because uh, stages of grief, things that would happen you know, as we're in the grieving process, not necessarily like I think what you said, Corinne, is really important. These are not a checklist to like Mm -hmm. say, oh, I've gotten through grief and these are not necessarily, they don't happen in this order, but there are some pretty core Mm -hmm. characteristics of grief. Do you want to, do you want me to mention those or do you want to mention those? No, I can, I can talk. Um, Yeah. I think the reason we found these is, and, and because we know of them is because it's one of the first things that comes up on Google, right? You look up grief and the five stages or the seven stages of grief come up. And so there's a lot of misinformation about what that means. Just like Ryan was saying, it's it's not a checklist. It's not a linear progression where, you know, you go through these different steps and you're like, Oh, got this one done or whatever. Um, it doesn't really happen like that. You know, grief we comes want it waves. to, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't. Right. Oh, it would be convenient. If we <laughs> yeah, it would <laughs> check it off. And then that's part of where people end up feeling like they should be further along mm. or, you know, Oh, I've already been angry. Why am I angry again? You know, and people have this, these conceptions of, you know, this is how it should be. <laughs> and right. that's, that's just not the case. Um, but yeah, some some of those the stages that are not really stages, they're just kind of parts of grief that you may or may not experience um, would be denial. Um, usually there's a uh, part of shock or disbelief at some point, guilt, bargaining, anger, depression. And then typically at the end, we hope that there's acceptance or mm. hope. Mm-hmm. Um and like I said, not not everyone is going to experience all of these stages. Some people might, you know, experience one stage for much longer or whatever the case might be. But these are just some of the things that people generally experience when they're going through something causing them grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, I think one of the those mis 
misconceptions that maybe we have or, or folks have um, is only associating grief with death. Mm-hmm. And that's not true, right? No. Grief is any sort of loss or even a major change. You know, it can happen. Mm. We typically think that the loss of a person, you know, or a death or something is the most significant factor. And often it's the most extreme example. Right. But there, anyone can go through grief in, in various s- levels of severity. Yeah, I, I know from uh, just a leading... Uh, a leadership perspective, like just, yeah, like you said, changes and there can be, mm-hmm. you know, the experiences of loss in, in significant changes. Oh, yeah. uh, we've mm-hmm. experienced, you know, I think through COVID, mm-hmm. lots of people have experienced grief that maybe was never identified as grief, but because of loss of connections mm-hmm. and relationships and, you know, two years without seeing family, Um, there's a grieving process in all of those things and um, businesses, you know, that were frequented. And so all of those can add up and, and also be, um, how, how does grief affect us? Give us some ways that, and, and there's, there's, we understand there's, I mean, for every person, grief is going to effect at different levels in different Mm -hmm. ways but what are some of kind of those typical you know ways that grief may affect us in general yeah I mean some of those the stages and things that we were just talking about you know there's going to be a lot of different emotions that you're feeling and it's going to be hard to carry on with your daily life you know Mm. depending on like you like we just said the the level I guess of grief that you're experiencing right some some certain types of losses we're going to be able to work through easier than others Mm -hmm. you know but it's going to impact your daily life the way you think the way you feel for quite a while until it kind of becomes your new normal Mm, like you said appetite can Mm -hmm. be affected and yep sleep sleep oh yeah Mm -hmm. you just mentioned too um the fog Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about like just when am I ever going to like yeah. feel like I'm thinking clearly mm-hmm. feel like I'm dreams you yeah, know some, and, yeah sometimes and s- so sure. that part of sleep um, mm-hmm. maybe you could touch on a little bit of the spiritual aspect yeah you know because I think that that a lot of people experience a lot of anger in mm-hmm. general but sometimes there's a lot of s- anger towards God too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is, that is so true. Um, you know, I think when we've experienced a loss uh, initially, I think what can happen for a, a lot of us is we, we attach the, the cause to God. So God took my, you know, whatever God took my job, God took my, my spouse, God took my, and, um, And that can really create in us um, places of doubt, uh, questioning the the very character and nature of God. And so everything that we have built our, you know, kind of our framework of relationship with God can feel really shaken um, when we start questioning those things. I think one of the one of the um, one of the other spiritual effects is we can feel very, again, isolated especially if we feel like God is responsible for the loss, then if, if we're already feeling disconnected from people or we've lost a, lost a relationship and now we feel like God 
is responsible and we're angry, then we can really feel a loneliness that is so much deeper mm-hmm. than, um, than maybe we've ever experienced before because now that, that core relationship with God just doesn't even seem like it's there uh, in the same way, same way it was. We can feel like we, we just, you know, being in the Bible or, you know, our, our, our spiritual disciplines that we are typically the rhythms that we have, we can get out of rhythm mm-hmm. uh, in those. I know when I was um, sick, you know, with cancer and there was a lot of grieving in that, there were just days where I just, I couldn't like there, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And um, just dealing with some of those emotions and, and feelings of loss. Yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I just couldn't pick up my Bible. Uh, there were days where I had to force myself to do it. And so it yeah. really did affect, affect me spiritually. I like the word rhythms because that applies to some of these other things too. We get out of rhythm, you mm. know, when something like this happens. Um, yeah, and I, I agree. I think sometimes we kind of have to force ourselves back into rhythms a little bit, yeah. you know, while giving ourselves grace Time. too. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's quite a balance we have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in our next our next episode, we're going to talk about how to how we can be helpful to one another. So that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be good. You know, I was thinking uh, when you asked about the spiritual and and just thinking about some of the unhealthy ways that we deal with grief. Um, you know, the one of the the one of uh, I think the significant unhealthy as far as spiritually ways that we deal with grief is blaming God. Mm-hmm. Um, because it it totally removes the um, the reality of an enemy, and uh, and so God, <laughs> he he never in any way, shape, or form uh, was a part of creating loss, um, death, destruction. That's all a result of our rebellion, our sin, the enemy. You know, in bringing that. Uh, in the initial narrative, you know, the Genesis story, um, it's the enemy who, who really n- we need to blame <laughs> and, and to be, um, and when we can get there, um, it, that's where there's going to be a healthy realization of who God is and what God can do. But one of those, again, I think an unhealthy way is we, we start to blame God um, spiritually uh, or we, we, in our anger, we disconnect from people. Um, and I think that then, too, really affects us. Uh, overeating, <laughs> I think, is w- there's a probably, again, like you've said in the past, there's a myriad of, mm-hmm. for every person, there are unhealthy ways. There's a lot of self-sabotage <laughs> mm. that happens, right? And sometimes we don't even realize it. Right. Um, yeah, I, I want to go back a second when you were talking about blaming God, right? I think it's a pretty natural response that we all have because when we think about what God can do and that nothing is impossible with, with for God, mm. we say, well, why didn't he stop it? Right. You know, we don't, maybe we don't all blame him for having it happen, mm-hmm. but we know that he has the power to control and stop things. And so I think that's a lot of times where we get caught up. Mm-hmm. And wrestling through that theologically and biblically is a, it's a challenge, mm-hmm. and that's part of the process. I think that's a healthy, 
healthy part of the process. And, and let's talk about that for a minute. What are some of the healthy ways for us to handle and walk through grief? And so even just that one, yeah. allowing the process. So not just turning away from God, but turning turning to God and, and continuing to, like any relationship, work it through, process it through to, to not just cut off, mm-hmm. but to continue to go back what John might say is to be transparent with God, with right? God. Yeah. Bring your anger, bring your, um, frustration, bring your questions, mm-hmm. you know, and your doubts. Um, I've been lucky to not have to deal with a lot of loss or grief in my life, but, um, I, I sustained a pretty significant injury a while mm. ago and I had to have surgery and I couldn't do a lot of things and all the things that I love to do. Mm. And it, it was a period of grief and I yeah. had, you know, I had to wrestle through some of those things with God mm-hmm. and it only started becoming better when I could be transparent, you know, and where I could bring those things to God instead of turning from him. Yeah, that's really good. I think um, when we're talking about healthy ways too, that transparency is a key um, being, mm-hmm. you know, allowing ourselves and this sounds, but just even even acknowledging that there is a process of grief mm-hmm. and and that w- not putting a time frame on it <laughs> yeah you know i think um gonna touch on that in the next one yeah <laughs> for <and> sure <laughs> some of us want to put a time frame you know um personally like i'll give myself three weeks you know and then i've got to be beyond it i've got to you know kind of pull myself up by my bootstraps some of that thinking is is not very helpful. So I think having, having some healthy thought patterns is a really, you know, good way to handle walk through grief. What are some other ways that we can handle walk through grief in a healthy way? Um, before I get to that, I want to touch on that real quick. I, I, when you said that, I was thinking, I have a client who she was funny. She, she was like, I'm going to let myself be sad for one day. And that's why I let myself. And then I have to willpower myself to like not be sad. (laughs) And it's just, you know, (laughs) we have these really rigid rules that we sometimes Mm. make for ourselves. And, um, it doesn't always work like that. (laughs) No. Right. Our emotions don't always follow the rules that we try to, uh, (laughs) Oh man, do I ever wish they would. (laughs) (laughs) We try to kind of force ourselves into things. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, we, we work through that together, right? It's, mm-hmm. you can't just force yourself by telling yourself enough times, I'm going to be better tomorrow, or I'm going to be better in a week mm-hmm. because it just, that, that's an unhealthy way, right? That that's putting a time frame on it and that's mm-hmm. limiting ourselves from feeling and experiencing what, what we need to experience. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's ever healthy either to, to, to walk alone. And mm-hmm. so you know, we're going to talk about that specifically in our next episode, but I think grief, yeah, we were never meant to walk alone. And so whether it's with God or whether it's with others, grief is something that is, is, um, very much a community reality. And so Mm -hmm. finding healthy community to walk with is really important. Um, you know, like you said, with the transparency too, um, I I can tend to be like the eternal optimist, <laughs> and so sometimes when it comes to loss, um, denial looks like well I'm just gonna speak, you know, over 
whatever that loss is and just continue to kind of declare, mm -hmm. you know, that it's not a loss, that there's something good's going to happen out of this. And that doesn't necessarily allow for the reality of the experience. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, being transparent, being mm -hmm. open, allowing, you know, ourselves to really be in the pain. You used the word be at the very beginning of the episode and mm -hmm. grief is about being. Yeah. Being okay with not being okay. Not being okay. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Being okay with, with hurting, being okay with the tears, being okay. It's uncomfortable though, right? Like <laughs> I mean it is. It's uncomfortable to to sit. I continue to go back to the story and John will likely bring it up, and if he doesn't, I will, um, <laughs> of when when they lost their child. Mm -hmm. And he's brought it up numerous times, and mm -hmm. just n just sitting in, in the pain, sitting in the dark, just needing to be there, and, um, and we, we can't escape it. Mm -hmm. So we have, to, we have to be in it. We have to deal with, with grief. We have to deal with these different stages, and... Um, but like I think you said earlier too, there is not a prescribed way. Right. We just have to deal with it. And that's However that looks for you. Mm -hmm. There is not a formula, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be awesome if, it, if there was, but that's also why in him exists is to be a healthy place to go to, to have uh, folks walk with us and deal with us. Um, what do you say to the person, and we'll kind of get ready to wrap up this episode, but what do you say to the person who has just heard this statement? You just need to get over it. I usually tell them something about that person being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever told them that. <laughs> right. Um, no, because there, that is the key to grieving, right? That there is mm. not a timeline and you can't set put expectations on yourself. So to have an expectation, it's just going to end up, you're going to end up feeling worse because mm. you're probably not going to meet it. And then you're going to feel like you're grieving wrong. Mm. And there, there is no such thing of that. <laughs> Which then leads right. to more grieving. Yeah. And feeling guilty and all of these other things, right? Instead of just being and letting yourself feel whatever it is for however long. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and quite honestly, it can be years. Yeah. You know, I know in some of our, our losses as a family, it's been, you know, it'll come up at, you know, at a Christmas, mm -hmm. um, haven't thought about it for a long time. And then all of a sudden it's like an image or a statement or a picture just kind of pops or Facebook memory comes up and, mm -hmm. and those, you know, kind of jog the memories and um, and grief resurfaces, mm -hmm. and the hope is is that, like you said, over time, mm -hmm. as we're handling our journey of grief, we're walking through our journey of grief grief in healthy ways. Um, we will be able to uh, experience the healing mm -hmm. uh, and the hope of Jesus. Right. Um, and 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 the pain will begin to subside. Um, it may come back, but it won't be quite as, I think you used the word earlier and I thought it was really good, sharp. Mm -hmm. In the very beginning, it's, it's sharp and it's deeply, you know, it's traumatic. It feels like it's never going to get better. Mm 
Yeah. There's no way out. And um, I think grief can feel like a, a, an image of black hole mm-hmm. in the beginning. Like it's just all around us. There's, yeah, no hope, no way out. But we do know. And one of the coolest things is Psalm 34, verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And so we have a father who cares. We have a father who knows and understands and and who will continue to love on us even when we are maybe feeling so distant from him. Um, you know, and, and Jesus in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, one of the very things, first things he said uh, was, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. And, um, and that whole sense is, being transparent, being open, being able to walk into uh, what God's doing and, and how Holy Spirit can bring healing. And and He, it's a promise. He will comfort us. And so if you're walking through grief right now, um, I just know um, just know that you're not alone. Uh, you may feel alone, but you're not. And know that as you walk through in healthy ways this journey of grief, um, you will be comforted. God will comfort you. And if you do need help walking through, I do encourage you to reach out to In Him uh, Christian Wellness. And uh, Corinne and the team there would be more than happy uh, to walk with you and help you uh, handle and deal with and experience healing and hope uh, in the place of grief. So take care, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Look forward to seeing you, hearing you, being with you again. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Pastor and the Counselor. I want to encourage you to reach out to In Him Christian Wellness if you need to talk or if you know someone else that may be in crisis or could use a counselor. Their website, inhimchristianwellness.org. You'll also find uh, the link in the Pastor and Counselor description. Take care until next time.